Hello and welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto, the podcast for everything cryptocurrency, from buying it, selling it, staking it, and everything in between. So if you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious, we've got you covered. I am your host, Alicia Chapman, and today we speak with Stuart Reynolds from Full Stack Advisory about all things tax. Over the last few weeks, you may have heard or seen people chatting about tax, capital gains, registering as a trader, and all sorts of terms that you may have never heard before. So in this episode, we break down when tax is applied, the best practice for record keeping, what is triggering red letters from the ATO, the difference between an investor and a trader, and how a company or a trust might change the game for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Stuart Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Alicia. (laughs) Amazing. So good. We were just chatting. We're in the uh, middle of lockdown as we're recording this. So doing this via remote control and in very interesting places, a car and an Airbnb. Welcome to the modern world. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, work can be done anywhere. uh, You just need a brain (laughs) and a laptop, it seems. Uh, And thankfully, we have a a bit of both. (laughs) I hope so. How good. So let's start with you. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Full Stack and how you came to be in the crypto world as well? Yeah, sure. So I'm Stuart Reynolds, uh, founder of CEO of Full Stack Advisory. We're we're one of Australia's leading accounting firms in cryptocurrency and, and tech companies. And Obviously, I'm a bit of a tech junkie, but I've also could be a third-generation accountant. Um, we advise a lot across the whole broad spectrum of the market, um, from people starting out in crypto to crypto exchanges to blockchain projects to uh, day traders, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting experience, I think. We've, we've been advising in the space for a number of years. We've seen people uh, you know, make fortunes. We've seen people lose fortunes as well. And you know, we're seeing the ATO come to the party a lot. We're sending out red letters and getting more invested in, <laughs> in how people are making their fortunes in the modern market. So it's never a dull day in, at the firm. There's about 20 of us in this firm called Fullstack. We also are based around Australia. Uh, we used to be based in uh, the CBD before COVID, but now we're based all, all across the globe and uh, working with my homes and uh, you know, providing the best crypto tax advice that we can. Fantastic. And a question, Stuart, that we ask every single person to the podcast is, if you have, what was your first crypto purchase? Um, yeah, so is <laughs> is way back in you know, 2017. I was you know, on and off. Um, I was always you know exposed to it, but uh, yeah, probably decided to jump in and uh, I bought some for myself and some for my partner, even even my mother-in-law. Uh, that are having a bit of a poker bet, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, with it. And um, thankfully, you know, we've, we've done a little bit well, so it's worth a few more thousands now. So yeah, I can uh, imagine I, 2017, think, great time to yeah, get. It. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully uh, my mother-in-law now <laughs> appreciates what we do because it was a bit of a you know, cryptocurrency. It's still seen as a bit of a risky area at that time. So Oh, for sure. And in 2017, if you bought at the wrong time, you were almost crying the day after and you go, "What? what's happened? Where, yeah, where's yeah. it all gone? So, uh, but yeah. long-term plans here, which um, you alluded to a little bit before, but crypto is something that has changed so much since 2017. And, you know, in terms of the projects that are coming on board, but also people's interest, especially as you just alluded to the ATO, they are knocking on anyone's door and getting very interested in anyone that may have have been trading in cryptocurrency. And as you also said, we saw some people have incredible gains, not just, you know, last year, but in the years previously as well. So I'd love to jump straight into that and start talking about 
what does the ATO look for? What are they interested in for someone who is purchasing cryptocurrency? Yeah, so, you know, the ATO, they've got a few data points that they can jump into, right? So they may be speaking with the exchanges in, in terms of getting some of the data points there. They may be looking at uh, what you're reporting on your tax return versus your purchases of uh, or properties or cars. You know, there's certain information that gets shared in terms of, you know, if you're buying a luxury car, there's some reporting involved there. Or if you're buying a house, there's some reporting involved there. But if it's not teeing up with what you're reporting in the tax return, it may give a, you know, rise to the ATO to just you know, send out a please explain letter. And it's up to you to, to actually prove some of the figures. <laughs> and uh, it's always good to keep a good audit trail behind what you're doing because it's pretty hard to go back five years and try and prove things, uh, particularly in the very versatile space of crypto. We've had a lot of people, you know, we've hacked exchanges, lost wallets, um, people's laptops get stolen or lost or updated and data points get left behind. So you don't leave yourself in a, I guess, a blank space in terms of having to explain your situation. Keep a, you know, an annual record of what you've been doing. And don't leave anything to chance if you ever have to explain yourself or prove what you're doing if you're the target of an ATO audit. And so what would be best practice? So say I have had a great year. I bought some coins. They had a great run. I took some of my profit. I sold them. We want to teach people about what the right thing to do is and what's something that's going to make their lives very easy. What should you be doing in that situation? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the Australian crypto tax exchanges, obviously like ScriptX, because they've got all the data points and they're fairly okay with how you know, the Australian system works. Uh, whereas we've seen with other overseas exchanges, they may not be as understanding of, say, uh, some of the tax situations here in Australia. Uh, so you, you kind of want that Australian backing there. Of course, we also like to have an accounting software often applied here. If you have it set up from the get-go, you can have the data feeds from the exchange straight into the accounting software, be it Coinly or Coin Tracking, uh, and that gives you, I guess, a good live feed as to how you're going for tax purposes. And you can also speak with a tax advisor on the go about how you're going with your tax situation. Because we have a lot of people coming to us right at the end of the tax year, there's nothing been accounted for in, the, in say, a software, and um, we may be flying half-blind in terms of how to advise them on where their tax may be. It's often after a tax return that we're in a good stead to do some tax advisory, but it would be good to be a bit more proactive there and have that data into the crypto tax software beforehand. Yeah, have a chat with a, um, a crypto tax accountant, if you can, around tax structuring. If you're doing investing, if you're doing trading, if you're doing a bit of both, a family trust or a company may be a better vehicle for you. And that's not something that you want to apply after you, you've made your millions. You want to have that applied from day one. So. Definitely uh, invest some money into getting some good tax advice around the structure first. And yeah, it'll pay, it'll pay dividends in, in the long term. A hundred percent. And so let's pull it up a level because for some people, they might be investing for their very first time. You know, it would be surprising perhaps if it was in crypto and, and maybe not in shares before that. But hey, that's the world we're living in. A lot of people, their first investment is in this world because it's so exciting and it's such a great time to be in here. So can you talk us through at a very high level? Now, if anyone's listening to this and does have their own questions on this, it is always recommended to chat to a financial advisor. But at a high level, what sort of tax are you looking at when you're buying, selling crypto? Like, how does it come into play? Because we all know when you work uh, and you're employed by an employer, every single paycheck, some tax will come out. When you're investing, you're purchasing something. And then when you sell it for a profit, there is tax applied. But can you walk us through that for someone who's never kind of been in this game before? 
Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's there's three buckets for where you can get taxed as, say, as a personal investing in crypto. The first is the personal use bucket. Uh, and this is for people who are, you know, they're really just, it's a hobby. And they, they actually expend it all within the space of a few months. Uh, and there's a certain limit that get bandied about called the $10,000 limit. And uh, that limit is really the instance of someone, say, buying Bitcoin, traveling overseas and spending all the Bitcoin within, say, the space of a few months. And that may be a good example of, say, just a personal use asset for the crypto. In that case, there would be no tax, which is a fairly good thing to hear. Uh, but it's very rare. We, we haven't really come across so many situations of that. Then we come to the second category of people where they're, they're deemed as investors, where they may be hodling on their portfolio. They're very much investing like Warren Buffett. Right, so they're going for the the king hit <laughs> with every investment that they do. There's a lot of research going into their buys and their sell points, mm-hmm. uh, and there'd only be say a handful of those across the year. You know, betting big and keeping the trades to a minimum. Those guys would be more likely to be deemed an investor. Where there's this, you know, if you hold it for more than twelve months, there's often a fifty percent discount applied. That is one of the biggest tax advantages that you can achieve. And then there's the third bucket of people, the crypto traders. And I have to say that this is the majority of people that we speak to because the crypto world is just so exciting. It's so easy to do a trade over breakfast. Before you know it, you've, you've done a few trades over lunchtime and then it all all adds up. And then as tax advisors, we're going through records and we're seeing thousands or you know, hundreds of thousands of lines of, of activity. It may just be swaps. It may be just transferring Ethereum to Ripple to another coin and vice versa. It doesn't feel like trading, like it's not like 20th century trading where you had you know, your own office and 17 monitors. It's not like that anymore. It is people just, you know, tuning into the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> people, or you know, watching up. and yeah. what's going on in there. Like there's so many sources of information now, even and looking at charts. So many people are interested in self-teaching and in chart reading. Absolutely. And yeah, there's a lot of great, interesting resources out there. And, you know, these people are they're getting a bit more sophisticated around what they're doing, which is great. Uh, but it's also leading to more trading type tax statuses in the tax return. Yeah. So, you know, the tax rules for a trader is a bit more complex as well. It's not just, um, we see a lot of people mentioning capital gains, but capital gains doesn't really apply if you're a trader. It's more or less sales, less purchases, plus opening balance, less closing balance. It's, it's almost akin to like a furniture store uh, where you have assets, you have inventory, you have to do a stock take at the end of the year. But instead of furniture, it's, it's all crypto. And uh, you know, th- these are different metric points that you kind of want a, a good tax software to help you manage it all. Yep, 100%. And so if anyone's super keen, because I know a few ears would have freaked up hearing about trading and how there's a different tax structure applied, there's a few conditions that need to be met with that as well. So definitely, if you are thinking, hey, that's me, I, I buy and sell a lot, you need to be speaking to your accountant and having a chat about what that looks like and how you can make sure that you're in that bucket or if you are eligible for that. So taking it back, let's chat about, you know, someone who is, they're hodling. We've spoken about hodling a couple of times now on the podcast, but if you haven't heard those episodes, it is holding on for dear life. You are buying that coin and you are not selling it. You've got a long-term strategy in play. So uh, with that, if I bought something and I didn't actually sell it, it just sat in my exchange or I transferred it to a wallet, would I be required to pay tax on that? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, if you're hodling and that's all you're doing for all of your crypto portfolio, that would be fair to say that there would be no tax applicable. Usually people are hodling and, and doing something else on the side as well. So they're getting airdrops, they're getting staking rewards, 
you're getting something on the side, some other incentive for being a hodler nowadays. Whereas, you know, say even four years ago, right, two or three years ago, there's nothing for hodling other than say a CGT discount. But yeah, there's a lot of people hodling with benefits now, uh, and that is you know, that you probably want a professional tax opinion. Yeah, uh, for sure. just around. Um, is, there, is there any other things that could throw you into, say, a trader status? Like it's quite often that people hodl a certain part of the portfolio, like the the altcoins that they got from CoinList or something. Uh, and then they trade the top 10 coins, be it with an algorithm or whatnot. And that, you know, one activity on your portfolio can actually throw off the status of your whole portfolio. And it's it's important to note that when you're thinking how to manage your crypto strategy for the year. And this is why we often recommend for people to, to segregate their activities into different structures. So if you're trading, you might consider doing that personally, because if you make a loss in one year with your trading, it happens. We've seen it multiple years. Uh, you can actually apply those losses uh, against your salary income, providing you made more than 20000 in turnover. Mm-hmm. So we, we saw a lot of refunds in 2018, 2019. Uh, you know, there was losses in the market and there's just regular people making trading losses applying that against their salary and getting a refund. Yep, 100%. And so we are trying to break down a topic that takes years and years of study to even become an accountant in the first place. And then crypto is this new emerging thing that you've just got to get your head around and and learn something that is changing every single day as well. And the ATO is coming out with all sorts of new stuff all the time. So again, we are trying to simplify something that is extremely complex. That's why there are accountants. But let's go back to, so someone who's not a trader, If you can classify as a trader, obviously there sounds like there's some great benefits to it. Can you walk us through, we spoke about capital gains and it's something that is mentioned all the time on Facebook and in the forums. So uh, there is a discount that applies after 12 months, which you mentioned earlier. Can you just break that down a little bit more for our listeners? Sure. So let's say you're deemed an investor for tax purposes. This means you're in the capital gains, capital loss world. Let's say you've held your Bitcoin for two years. You've done really well. It's, It's 10x'd. And you, you know you've got a capital gain of say ninety thousand. What that allows you to do is the investor status and the CGT discount combined. It allows you to reduce that net capital gain by fifty percent. So it's fifty percent less that you have to declare to the ATO, which obviously means you know, more than fifty percent, hopefully less in tax. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest tax advantages you can have just by making sure that you strive for that status yeah. as an investor. And so, if you sell before that twelve months. And say I bought ten thousand, it's now worth twenty thousand. Does that mean that I'm paying that tax on the full ten thousand dollars profit that I've made in that period? That's right. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. we held on to it, it would be paying it on five thousand. If it was still worth twenty and I bought it for ten, instead of paying tax on that full ten thousand, I'd pay tax on five. That's right. Yeah, it's it's, it's a massive difference. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like the ATO is paying you to <laughs> be a bit more conservative and. Uh, in terms of what you do. Yeah, to definitely consider that in your strategy. And you know, we have a lot of people, you know, engaging us for tax consultations just to go, you know, do some tax modeling per se. You know, if we did this, if we moved it to this exchange, if we moved this over to a family trust, how much tax would we have to pay? And we can go through those scenarios with you. How difficult would you say that it is for an everyday person to set up to become a trader? Uh it's not hard to be a trader. Like it's just like the major thing that we look at is like the regularity of the trades. So if you're trading every day, you know by the end of the year you'll come across at least 300 trades. You know it'd be very hard to say that uh, you're not a trader. The actual definition is you know 
we would say that you're in the business of trading cryptocurrency. And there's there's been a lot of trades there, just num- you know, numerically, you know, a number of trades. And, and these it may not be um, drastic amounts, like hundreds of thousands or whatnot. It may just be a few thousand. But let's take uh, another business. It may just be a, a smaller side business, a side hustle outside the crypto world. Uh, you may be making a few side hustles on Airtasker <laughs> and they may not be high amounts, but you're still in the business. You're still running a side business in the eyes of the tax office and you'd be taxed accordingly as a sole trader or, or as a business as you would. Michelle. So, yeah. And I think that's the really interesting part because, you know, there is a lot of money being made at the moment. So something that you mentioned earlier was setting up as a company or a trust. And I guess the reasons behind that are super interesting. So say you've made 200 grand in profit as a trader, then if you're not in a company or a trust structure, that would be taxed at your income tax levels, which are, what are they now? 47 cents at the highest bracket? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit unbelievable, really. <laughs> it is wild. So setting up as a company or a trust is something that's really cool if you can do that. How difficult would you say it is to set that structure up? Uh, if you engage with a professional advisor, it's not hard at all. Like the professional advisor should be able to, you know, provide a lot of the, you know, the basic details for you. And whilst you, you may just provide, you know, who who you want to be, say, the trustee and, you know, the beneficiaries of the trust, and your tax advisor should be able to guide you through that. But obviously, yeah, there's usually a few thousand involved in terms of setting up these entities properly, and you may want to engage in say a tax planning advice piece. If you remove all your personal situation or, or part of your personal situation over to the family trust or, or company, that would most likely be a taxing event. And you want to kind of have an expectation around how much you, you'll have to give to the ATO just for restructuring in the first place. So it, it may well be a very good investment. Uh, you know, I'm pretty bullish about crypto myself. So if, if we expect it to, to 10x, 100x <laughs> more, now may well be a you know good time to just have a chat. Uh, and see what your options are and see if the restructuring thing is is good for you. Yeah, or even just setting up that for your new investments moving forward. And just for comparison's sake, again, this is all very generally speaking, what is a traditional tax rate for a company structure? Uh, yes, it's changed in recent years, right? So 30%, then they've moved it down for 27% and 26 So <laughs> it's getting fairly favorable nowadays. But yeah, it's a, by far and large, much better than you know the, the 47% that we're seeing in the personal situation. That said, though, setting up a company is not necessarily a net tax benefit. It's more like a timing benefit for tax. So let's say you you made a hundred thousand dollar profit in the company, but you know you you want to enjoy that profit now. You want to buy a bigger house. We've seen a lot of people do that this year with their crypto, or you want to you know uh, go for a trip <laughs> after lockdown is finished. You you kind of have to move that money out of the company to your personal situation, and to do that, you, you pay a dividend or you pay a wage. But these wages and dividends, they get declared in your personal situation the next financial year. So even though you may only pay, say, 26.5% in, in the company this year, you may pay the difference, the delta, between that 26% and your personal tax rate in the following year. So you can see it's moving out the tax. You're paying a little bit here. You're paying a little bit there. But you're not necessarily getting out the full uh, tax rate, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is where trusts are very interesting. And if you haven't heard of a trust before, what would you say the main benefit of a trust is? Sure. So I think people like it because uh, it allows you income distribution opportunities just before the end of the financial year. So there's a lot of people coming to us in May, June, and they're, they're wanting to find out, okay, we've made this much profit in the trust. How do we allocate across our family and, and maybe even a bucket company? And we can do some projections. We can do some 
tax planning simulations and, and just make sure that uh, you know, everybody gets you know, the right amount of distribution to optimize your tax. Like for a lot of people there, you know, they, they may have earned you know, the lion's share of the, the profit, whereas their partner may have not made, made as much. Or it would make sense to just top up everyone equally, then then split up the distributions fifty percent. Some people even have a bucket company, so they make some distributions on you know after everyone's been paid one hundred and eighty k, they pay the excess to a bucket company, and from the bucket company you can pay out dividends to the personals in following years. So generally, with tax planning, we're trying to smooth out the taxable profit across as many people and as across as many years as possible. So this means we can use everyone's tax free threshold. Of about eighteen thousand, and we're able to use their lower tax thresholds. Uh, you know, we start at about thirty-two percent or so, going all the way up to forty-six percent. So, yeah, yeah, very interesting stuff. So, Stuart, we spoke about at the very start the things you can do as best practice, and. Some exchanges, SwiftX in particular, have incredible ways that you can download all of the information on your trades. Are there any other apps or record-keeping uh, systems that you've seen people use that is really useful? Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, companies dive into crypto now. So there's things like Ledgeable. We're big fans of uh, Crypto.co. So that's it's more or less for companies. And it will take your crypto activities and it will actually put it into a software called Xero, uh, which is a more traditional accounting software. And allows us to produce a balance sheet, which is like where you stand, uh, how much crypto you might have at a certain point in time. And it'll give us a PL as well, a profit and loss. So we can talk about how much profit you made for the year as well as your, you know, your total balance for the year. And that may be great for the, the context of, say, a company or a trust, where it may be a bit more complex than just say there's a lot more to report in the tax return than just the individual. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely good practice to hook up your exchange. Uh, we can get the API keys and get it to speak directly into, uh, say, cointracking.info and have it being updated on a regular basis with your activity. So definitely good practice to have that. It makes your life so much easier at tax time. So we will pop in the show notes the links to both of those as well so you can check it out. And I know so many people are, I guess, afraid of paying tax or they don't want to pay tax. But I think at the end of the day, if you're paying tax, then you've made some money. Like, that's great. You know, we obviously want to keep as much profit as we can for ourselves. But at the end of the day, if you do pay a bit of tax, uh, one, you're helping the economy, you're building some new roads and all the good things that come from paying tax. But also it means that you've made a great profit, which is something to celebrate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, getting a good profit on your tax return, that's it's almost like a good scorecard uh, of, of how well you've done. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it's definitely not something to be too shy about. But that said, you know, you can be a bit smart about how you approach the tax office and, and, and how you lodge your tax return as well. So what we often see is that, uh, you know, people will prepare their tax return in, say, July, and then they'll wait until the due date of, be it, say, you know, October or even May to lodge it. So that way, you're giving yourself the maximum runway to you know, consider your tax and, and be prepared for it, as opposed to being blindsided uh, with only, say, a few weeks to spare. So that's that's a good practice. And, you know, and then tax plan gets paid as well. So Definitely. Yes, my accountants always hate me. I always leave it way too late. Last week before, I'm like, I'm coming. Here's all my files. Fix it. Yeah. Oh, how good. So, Stuart, you've given us so much today. Do you have any other advice that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, yeah, it's also like around wallets, right? So you know, a lot of people are trading on behalf of other people as well, myself included. And, you know, but they're keeping everything in the same wallet. 
just doing the bookkeeping for these types of scenarios, if you're investing for friends or your wife or partner, it can get quite messy with the, for your tax account. So probably you know, it's best to keep it separate. So get two exchange accounts or get separate wallets. And it's also good to, if you've got cold storage wallets, to make sure that if you're trading for somebody else that they're actually keeping the wallet. Try and keep as much paper trails as you can. So if you're making transfers between wallets, uh, try and notify that with a, with a written record uh, just so that you have something to show the ATO when it comes to tax time. And it takes five minutes to do in the moment, but it will take you months to do in June. So (laughs) always good to do that as you go, wherever you can. I'm learning that slowly. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. It's been epic having you on. You've got so much advice to share with everyone and we'll pop it all in the show notes, but where can people find you if they want to chat more about their crypto journey and perhaps accounting with you? Sure. So yeah, we don't want you to think too hard. Just Google full stack crypto. And hopefully we'll appear quite prominently there. Just reach out through the website and yeah, we'll take care of you from there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.